Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you that we're able to lift up our voices in your name, and I pray that um, you'll just be with us in this room as Dan does the message. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. Thank, thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Um, how are y'all doing? Good? Are, 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 are we ready? We're in the book of what? Daniel. Daniel, and it was written by who? Daniel. Daniel, y'all are still amazing. Um, and who conquered them around the time this book was written? The Babylonians. What was the, ki- the king's name? You know it from VeggieTales, veg- so you're like, Nebuchadnezzar. All right, that, that was the name. And how old was Daniel and his friends in Daniel chapter 1 around? 15, 16. Okay, that's what we can tell from what their age are. 15 or 16. So we're talking ninth grade, 10th grade guy in this room. This is the age of them uh, when, when we read about what they do here. Now, uh, and we're going to see them right now from age 15, 16, to, they're going to grow to 18 or 19. So it's, we're going to, we won't be here long. It's, it happens quick, uh, but there's a th- three-year growth jump here. Now, um, just before we jump into the text, can I ask a prayer request of you guys? Yes? Of course I can. I've got the microphone. Uh, but I would, I would appreciate your prayers. I have been asked to preach at a Disciple Now weekend uh, this weekend, which is Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday night. So it's preaching three times in about 25 hours. And uh, so I'm trying to just get prepped for that. It's for First Baptist Church of Kingsland. Uh, Jesse Ryan, who spoke at our winter retreat, if you were there, uh, just a few few months ago. Uh, It's his church, and so he's got me speaking three times. Some of you, I know, are going, oh, those poor kids, I've got to hear you three times. Yes, yes, in 25 hours, they will hear me three times. So if you can just pray for me that I can get prepared and just just, uh, uh, preach the text right and well. That is my prayer request. Cool? Yeah? So what was the big word? Last week we talked about that that Daniel did what he resolved he resolved and he resolved not to eat the king's food not because necessarily all food is bad he did it because it was the the the, the food was food that for a Jew it would defile him according to the word of God and he knew the word of God and because he knew the word of God he knew. Uh, that this wasn't something God wanted him to partake in. So in verse 8, just read verse 8. We're not going to stand yet. We will in a couple of minutes. Uh, but verse 8, it says, But D- Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. So re- 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 resolve, not resolve. But yeah, resolve. I was like, gosh, I should mix up the word in my head. Resolve means to set your course of of action so firm that it will not stray even when you face adversity. That means you are going to do what you have decided to do. Nothing is going to stop you save that you die, but that's the only thing. You, You are set. So he resolved, I'm not going to do this no matter what it takes. Now, um, understand, to have resolve is not... You can't go, well, I have resolve on that, and then we don't do anything about it. We don't think about it. We don't, we don't make a plan for it. We just say, well, it's, it's not stagnant. It's active. For you to have 
resolve, you've got to be actively having resolve. If you do not, if you're not active with it, it's not going to occur. You're not going to stand firm. You're not going to last. Um, when I was dating Michelle for just a very short time, just like 10 years ago, it was not long ago, um, or maybe a little more, because um, Noah's now 19, I, I knew she was something spe- special. And I, um, I really wanted to honor God in our relationship. So one night, early on in the relationship, I told her, if we don't keep purity in the forefront of this relationship, then no matter where this relationship is going, we're going to break up and we will never get married if that's the way it's going or we will never get back together again. Now, when I said that, I remember thinking, shut up, you fool, shut up. What what are you doing? This side of me. This side of me going, this is what God has called you to do. And I knew if I didn't have the the full resolve to stick to it, when I told her that, I knew that she would. And so it set us on a course where we were pure in our relationship until we got married. And can I tell you, we've been married for 24 years, and they have been fantastic years. Marriage is incredible. It's a blast. It can be a pain and hard at times, but it's worth it. And what I think has helped our marriage be as strong, as good as it is, is because we had resolve way, way back 25 and a half years ago. But it had to, it, we, we had to fight for it. We had to, to, to make a stand for it. It wasn't something we just said we were going to do and that was it. No, we had to say every day we'd say this is what we're going to do. This is why we're doing it. We're going to honor God in the re- relationship. So, so p- point one is this. Resolve requires action. If you want re- 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 resolve in your life, you have got to have action for it. Now, some of you probably went to grandma's house for Christmas dinner or a meal around that time or a family member's house. Anybody do that or have a big feast where they came to your house? Well, I don't know about you, but I would guess uh, for some of you, you go every year and grandma's got or Aunt Bertha or whoever it is has, you know, they've got the turkey and the, the mac and cheese and the bread and some of these things that you like, but then they've got these like green, like pick pickled green beans all gratin or something which just the smell of you just wants you want to vomit across the room and and your sweet mom goes you don't want to hurt aunt bertha's feelings and she takes not like a little spoon but like a clump of it and just dabs it into your plate you, have you ever had that occur before maybe not never well some of you if you have you will have done this i believe there's a moth flying around so don't freak out it's just a moth um I just shouldn't have said anything. Psh, don't kill it. Come, come, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. There we go. There you go. Now, hey, hey, but it, if you are like me or, or you've done this with food before, you've got the mac and cheese, the turkey, the bread, and the pickled green beans all gratin on your plate, and you eat around that nasty sore of ugh, on your plate. You eat around it. You don't eat it. But when you get near done, you leave a little bit of even the food that you love left so you can spread that thing around your plate and sort of mix it into what you, you, you've enjoyed so that you don't... And then you're like, oh, I'm full, and you act like you had some big bites of that, right? Have you ever done that before? No one? Some of you... Have, okay, some of you are like, I never thought of that. 
Some of you thought, I thought I was the only one that did that. No, no, it's, it's something, you know, Daniel could, could have gone, I have resolved not to defile myself with the king's food, so I'm just going to not, not really eat it. I'm just going to eat around it and, and, and sort of avoid it. Or I'm going to feed it to the pet lep, lep, leopard in the, the, the palace or whatever pets they had. He, you know, you say, well, he could have done that, but that's more of a, it's being sly and secret. What does he do? Look in verse 8. It says that, that he goes to the chief eunuch and says, I'm not going to defile myself. I can't defile myself with the king's food. He, he goes and faces it head on. Anyone ever dread having a conversation with, with someone? You know you got to talk to someone about something, and you're like, eh, and you just sort of put it off. We had this occur in our household. I won't say who, but there was a trip that is, is coming up that we're like, hey, you need to talk to your te- 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 teacher. I say that so you won't forget that word. Teacher about this, um, this trip. And they go, okay, I will. And so Michelle asks, hey, did you? Did you talk to him? And she's like, uh, no, I didn't. She goes, well, talk to him tomorrow. Okay, I will. Next day, hey, did you talk to him? Oh, they were, they were busy, uh, and I didn't talk to him. But the next day, have you ever been that, that person that sort of just, you're just scared to, to it's, and it's sometimes it's not a big deal. So all of a sudden, sometimes you think it took guts for him. He had resolved to not eat the king's food, and not only that, but he went to the chief eunuch, the guy in charge, the boss man, and goes, hey, respectfully, is there something we can do because I cannot partake in this food? And he does it, if you, if you read the text, look, look there in verse 8 again. It says that he asked the chief of eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. He didn't demand it. He didn't scream at it. It implies, the text implies with grace and humility, he put it out there. Um. To have resolve, it's, it's, it, it, you're going to put yourself out there. To have resolve in any aspect of your life, you're going to have to be active. It's going to cost you. Um, so to have resolve, to even to share your faith, if you're like, man, I, I need to share, I know I need to share my faith. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and the Word of God, the Word of God has it all over it. But it requires you, one, to um, know how to share the gospel. Uh, number two, it requ- re- requires you when opportunities to come to reach out and talk about the gospel. I'll just write it on notes and give them, I'll just give them a track when I, I leave. When I, I'll just give them a track instead of a tip. Don't, don't ever do that, please. Okay, don't ever do that. You know, you, we got to talk about it. You've got to have action. To have resolve uh, to walk in purity may require you um, to get away from whatever is making you crash. Whether it's a computer or a cell phone or a girlfriend or boyfriend, it's going to rec- to have resolve. It's going to require you to do something, and it's going to require you to find account- accountability and a friend that you can trust. To have resolve to stand up for the underdog. Man, I hope my my prayer in, in, in our group a lot of times is that we will be a, a youth group that looks out and sticks up for the underdog. The person, whether it's they're public schooled or homeschooled or in private school, they're everywhere. They're put down everywhere. And they just need somebody to have enough resolve to get in between them and that bully. Boy, Pastor Dan, that could cost me. That could cost me a bloody lip. That could cost me friendships. That, that, that's what 
resolve means. It's, it's action. And do you know what else? It, it, it'll, be, it'll, it'll, it'll be awkward. It'll, it'll cause you to be awkward to invite them to come and have lunch with you. And they don't talk a whole lot, and you just don't know what to say, and you feel like I'm crashing here, but they just need someone to reach out to them. It's, it's hard. It's, it's awkward. We need to have resolved to have godly relationships, and that requires you to figure out what friends draw you close to God and what friends draw you away from God. In, in, um, I had the verse written down. It's in Proverbs 13, 20, I believe, or 20, 13, 13, 20. Uh, it says, he who walks with the wise is wise, becomes wise, but a co- companion of fools suffers harm. That's a camp verse, by the way. You can learn it now and you can be, be set for camp and get points for camp, just to let you know. That's always going to be a camp verse. <clears throat> so resolve is what? Active, right? Active. Do, do we get that? Okay, I've just like pounded that to death. So we're going to read in first, first Samuel. First, what did I just say? I don't even know. Samuel. Not first Daniel. <laughs> Daniel chapter 1. Uh, verse, beginning of verse 9. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're over halfway through the sermon, so it's not like I'm just starting to preach right now, so don't freak out. Verse 9, this is what it says. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who assigned your food and your drink, for why should he see that you are in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king? Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, test your servant for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you, and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. At the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. They, they, were, they were thicker. didn't mean they were obese. So the steward took away their food and the wine, and, and they were to, uh, the, the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Let's pray one more time tonight. Dear God, we thank you just for your word. God, we ask for you just to move uh, through here tonight. God, may the, we understand how much you give, that you are a giving God. That's what this text is all about. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So they've re, 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 resolved to, to obey God no matter the cost. And all this text is about, so all they do is they have resolve in chapter 8. And in the rest of it, all we see is this. God gives. Point two, I I want you all to know something tonight. God gives. He's a a giving God. All good things come from God above. All good things. Now, in the Old Testament, godly obedience brought earthly blessing, okay? Old Testament, we see this in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Don't turn there. I've got it on the screen. Verse 1, look here. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And he begins to talk about these 
these cattle and wealth and all these things God is, is going to do from ver- verse 1 to 14. He just expounds about obedience to God, the commandments of God, and I'm going to bless you in ways that it's going to knock your socks off and your socks are going to be made of gold and your feet are going to smell like petunias. Hopefully that's a good thing, right? So he's, but then he says this in verse 15. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. And then he begins to list an awful list. And I challenge you, look at this text in Deuteronomy chapter 28, just that, that whole chapter. And so from verse 15 to like 58, he lists the cursings that come upon you for not following the commands of God. And they are like horrible, horrible things. It's interesting. The blessings are 14 verses. The curses are like 40, 44, um, or 54. It goes to verse 68. So that's the way it works. Old Testament, that's the way it worked. You obey the commands of God, God's blessings will come upon you. Um, Daniel resolved not to eat the king's food, right? He'd rather honor God. Um, do you think he dreamed that God would bless him in the way that God did? He did a simple thing. He just, I don't want to defile myself, so I'm not going to eat the king's food. And look what occurs uh, in verse 9. God gave him favor with the chief eunuch, with the, the boss man. God, there was favor and compassion upon him. Uh, verse 15, God made them physically stronger and more impressive than all the other young lads. Who would like to be more physically stronger and more impressive than all the other young lads. Uh, girl, or, or girls, same thing, right? Some guys, I'll, I already am, but yes, I still will be, right? That's something. Um, verse, verse, verse 17, God gave them wisdom in all things. He gave them wisdom in all things. And then verse 17, it says, God gave Daniel the ability to interpret visions and dreams. So, so don't miss this. God is a giving giving God. Um, so this text really is, I think, less about Daniel's obedience and more about God's graciousness and how much God gives more than we could ever expect. Um, do you know the same God of the Old Testament who blessed Daniel in ways he couldn't dream of is the same God of the New that Ephesians 3, 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work in us. That same God who did amazing things for him is the same God that does amazing things for us. Now, there's a line here that, that, that we're on. So does that, does that mean if we're just obedient to God, then we're going to get whatever we want? I mean, because that's sort of what you've said so far. That's what I've, the, the text has sort of implied so far. And there's a thing in the world today called the prosperity gospel. And uh, it's overwhelming the American church, which is, is sad and scary in such a way that it's, it's so not the gospel that it's not really, the, a lot of it's not true gospel or true church. Uh, they say this, if you just come to Jesus and follow him, he will bless you and give you every earthly thing that you want. Just come to Jesus and he will give you everything that you want. This is, is preached and, and taught a lot. They say if you just give to God, 
he's going to give you back 10 times more. You just give to God, and he is going to quadruple your bank account, and he's going to do amazing things for you. You're going to get that car you've wanted. And this is being preached to folks that are lost, and they're going, well, I want that. Who here wants a brand new car? Anybody? Hey, if you come to Jesus right now, you will get a brand new car when you walk out that door, if you have enough faith. All right. Now, now it also goes on, on that if, if, if you trust in Jesus, he will heal you from any sickness or disease if you have enough faith. But Jesus will do it. If you have enough faith, he, this is being preached. But I read in the New Testament in Matthew 16, 24, it says this. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That doesn't sound, sound like it's a good thing. Take up your cross? Boy, that's not an earthly blessing at all. And then he says, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Wait, lose my life? I don't know. Whoa, this doesn't sound like a blessing at all. In Matthew 10, 16, he's telling this to his disciples that he loves. He says, behold, I'm sending you out a sheep in the midst of wolves. Praise God. Who wants to be a sheep attacked with a bunch of wolves around you? And you're like trying to gum their leg, trying to survive, right? You're not going to make it. A sheep amongst wolves, that's not a great place to be. But this is what he says, I'm sending you out too. He says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So, so how do we make sense of all this? In the Old Testament... Faith in God plus obedience plus animal sacrifice brought earthly blessing and righteousness. Old, te- Old, Old Testament, you did these things right. Earthly blessing and right, righteousness would come. But in the new, faith in God through Jesus Christ's sacrifice brings the whole Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you in a restored relationship with God. Earthly blessings have no comparison to that. Wait, you mean I'm in a right relationship with God? And nothing can, I'm sealed. It says that you're sealed by the, the, the Holy Spirit. That your relationship with God is, is sealed and taken care of. Man, that's a blessing we can't even put a number to. It's, it's worth so much more. So now our obedience to God is for his glory, not our gain. See, a lot of times the Old Testament is for gain, right? Righteousness. And it wasn't, it wasn't wrong. It was righteousness and do what is right. Be right. But good news is this. Our God's a good God. And you know what? He still blesses. Our God still gives blessings. Um, the question is, though, would you still be obe- o- obedient to God even if no blessings? Bl- Blessings were, were to be gained. If you had the, the, the Holy Spirit and salvation secure, are you going to be obedient to God, even though there's maybe no other blessings? Because if you are, that means you're probably a child of God and you're redeemed. If you're like, nah, I need the earthly blessings, I don't know if you're there yet. I don't know if you understand what the salvation means. We don't obey God for gain. We obey God in gratitude. Um, 
that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5.8. And in saving us, he grants us adoption of sons, daughters, blessings, uh, blesses us with the Holy Spirit and the promise of heaven to come. This is something that God does. The whole passage is about God giving. What we see God giving, I just want to re remind you how God gives now and today. At the, in verse eight, 18, it says this. It says, at the end of the time, when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king spoke with them, and among all of them, none were found like Dan- Daniel, Han- Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they stood before the king, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in all of his kingdoms. And and, and Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. They were found to be ten times wiser than all the king's wisest. It says magicians and and the other word was uh, enchanters, but that was a term that really meant advisors of the king. Those that were the, the wise men of the king that would come alongside the king in their big robes, and they might read some tea leaves or do something like that, but they were the one that the king went to. Should I go to war or not? Should I do this or that? How do I deal with this? That's who they would talk to. And these 18-year-olds at this point were wiser 10 times than anybody else in the king. King, king, kingdom. Why? Because God. Daniel had resolve to follow God, whatever it took, and then God did everything else. Look at what God does when we have resolve. It gives him the opportunity to move in ways we could never dream of. But some of us are just going to stay, stay in our lane. Just going to stay in my lane. My, I, it's just safer uh, I'm just going where everybody else is going, so it's not that bad. I'm not doing it that bad. I'm just going to stay in my lane, keep on going. And there's a point where you are just going to wake up one day and your life has flashed past you and you have not made an impact for God at all. Don't miss the opportunities. Look and see what God can do. Look, look, look what God did here and look and see what God can do in your life. Okay? Resolve is active. This week, uh, just as I wrap it up, um, we have, uh, I've got these car- cards again. These are some questions from the message tonight for you to grab. Uh, if you're going to Chick-fil-A, I dare you to pull one out at Chick-fil-A and start to talk about it. Um, not that it's like a big threat. Um, uh, if you're riding in the car somewhere from here or there, pull it out in the car. Unless you're driving, then you drive and let someone else read it, not you read it because you don't do that. Uh, if you're going home with your siblings or, 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 or parents, pull the card out. Start to talk about it. That's what the, this card is. If we don't start to talk about the Word of God in our lives outside of this room, what kind of impact are we go, going to make, right? Let's pray, and we're going to be dismissed tonight. And these cards will just be sitting up front. Dear God, I thank you so much for uh, the chance for us to talk about your Word tonight. God, um, help us to have... Resolve in in matters that are important to you, uh, God. There might be things in our life right now uh, that it's hard for us to let go of, and uh, we're just not sure how, and um, we're just trying to f- figure that out.
I'm, I'm going to ask uh, all heads, heads bowed and eyes closed. And uh, I just want to be able to pray for some of you tonight. If, if there's an issue in your life right now that you go, man, I, I, I need to have resolve in, in this issue. Uh, Pastor Dan, will you just pray for me uh, that I will, I will make the stand God is calling me to make uh, and, um, and follow him no matter what it takes. If that's you, just, just meet up with eyes with me and you put your head right back down. Okay, I see you. 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 I'm about to look on the left side of the room. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Put your hand up. If I missed you, put your your hand up. Okay. I got you. Anybody else? I got you. Dear God, I just I just lift up um, those those that raise their hand or looked up um, at me that have decisions to make of what it costs to follow you and it does cost to follow you uh, we have to take up our cross and follow you daily God and uh, God I just ask that you'll give strength and perseverance to their resolve uh, to do whatever it takes to 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 follow you wherever you lead uh, God I thank you that you are a great God I thank you for the blessing that you you give us through Jesus Christ, that your spirit dwells within us and that heaven is set before us and our relationship with you is right. God, may we, may we enjoy that and be thankful for that every day. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.